I don't think we truly realized the impact that experience had on us, but in fact, we were never the same again. Afterwards, we were riddled with fears, suffocated by codependency. It wasn't all bad, though. We had great times, happy times, and a deeply committed friendship. But our greatest compatibility was in how we complemented each other's neuroses. He was a person of many needs, and I needed to be needed. I was completely out of touch with my own feelings, and he was consumed by his. We loved each other very much. He just had a lot of problems, and so did I. It wasn't until I went into therapy that I began to find some answers, and boy, did I get an earful. I realized I was a woman who had no opinions apart from my husband's, no identity outside of who I was in the relationship. I was completely codependent, incapable of buying a simple chair or garment without saying, what do you think, honey? Working on the nanny was in itself a monumental undertaking, but doing it while my marriage was falling apart was a killer. Even now, I'm surprised that Peter and I managed to pull it off each week. We always thought of the show as our baby, and no matter how hard things became in our personal life, we tried not to bring them to work. The show must go on. We never missed a day of work, we never shut the show down, and in many ways, it was our savior. You gotta understand, I, I never really wanted to leave Peter. I loved him, and he loved me. But I felt so trapped by my problems that, despite my crippling fear of being alone, I left. I knew if I didn't escape, become my own person, and get over my fears once and for all, I wouldn't be happy with him or anybody. Judy and my manager Elaine, two of my best girlfriends whom I love dearly, helped me look at apartments out by the beach. Many people said the beach was very medicinal, and I needed all the medicinal I could get. So we all loaded into Elaine's Cadillac and headed west. That afternoon, I found a little one-bedroom right on the ocean. What was I doing? Letting myself out of the cage I'd put myself in many years before, that's what. So I did it. Signed my name on the dotted line of a one-year lease. It was far from what anyone would expect a famous sitcom star to live in, but for me, it was perfect. I didn't want some large house with a lot of rooms. The thought of it scared me. I'd never lived on my own before, not once in 40 years. It's so strange how riddled with contradictions I was. During the day, an executive producer of a hit television show, but at night, a weeping baby. No matter what I'd achieved on The Nanny... Being on my own in this tiny little apartment seemed my greatest accomplishment. One step at a time, I was managing. Not easy, but definitely on the right path. Meanwhile, why was I experiencing strange bleeding and cramping in the middle of my cycle? The first couple of times it happened, I chalked it up to stress. But now it was becoming a regular occurrence. So after a few cycles, I decided to go to doctor number one the gynecologist I'd been seeing for years, and brought her up to date on my symptoms. I keep experiencing this cramping in the middle of the month and after sex, like I'm about to get my period. Do you take anything to help relieve the pain, she asked while performing a relatively painless pap smear. I knew there was a reason I preferred a female gynecologist. Small hands. I usually take an Advil and the cramps subside, I responded. Well, I wouldn't worry about anything a single Advil can take care of. She seemed very unconcerned, which was a relief. What do you make of my mid-month staining? You're probably perimenopausal. It's the precursor to menopause and a common symptom in middle-aged women. Middle what? 
In France, they consider it normal. My mind wandered as I began to obsess on Catherine Deneuve. Does Catherine Deneuve stain between periods? Does Catherine Deneuve still get her period? Did Catherine Deneuve get a facelift? Fran, what about having children, Dr. Number One said, pulling me back into the moment. Do you plan to? Because time is running out. By this point, she was annoying me. My life was so up in the air, I had no idea what I was having for breakfast, let alone what I was doing about kids. But the photo on the wall of that very fat bald baby and his tiny baseball uniform sitting in a catcher's mitt sure looked cute. In that moment, I made a mental note to stop seeing a gynecologist who was also an obstetrician. I mean, I needed this pressure like a hole in the head. So I pulled up my pants and left with a clean bill of health. I had cancer at the time. Well, by May of 98, the fifth season of The Nanny ended and hiatus began. Peter and I breathed a sigh of relief and escaped from each other and all the pressure. Peter packed up and went to New York while I stayed in L.A. It was during this period that I allowed myself to really feel single. For the first time in my life, I felt like I could be whoever I wanted to be, free to decide everything for myself, without feeling encumbered by my nagging inner voice, always trying to do what was best for those around me. I was someone with no experience being on my own. Zilch! I never went away to college, never even went away to camp. At the age of 19, I moved out of my bedroom in my parents' apartment in Queens and in with Peter. But now it was time to have some fun. My girlfriend and I decided to take a hike in the mountains with some Italian friends who were visiting L.A. Well, one of the three men, Vincenzo, was so gorgeous. I mean, like right out of La Dolce Vita. Black wavy hair, dark sunglasses, and dazzling white teeth. He was olive-complected and dressed casually in whites and tans. He had an adorable...